Hi, everybody. This is John Montoya. And this is John Parings. We're authorized infinite banking practitioners and hosts of the fifth edition. Episode 33, Future Planning, aka the IBC term conversion process. Today, we're going to be talking about term insurance and more specifically convertible term insurance. So it'll probably be a pretty short episode, right, John? Well, it certainly can be. And based off our notes, we're going to discuss the why and also the how. Yeah, stay tuned because it's important that we discuss this topic. We do get questions about, you know, what if we aren't ready to get started with IBC? And this naturally leads into, well, here's another path that you can take to get started with IBC if maybe right now is not the right time for any number of reasons. So it's a, it's a good episode to learn more about the conversion process and what it entails and why it might be the, the best place to start depending on your situation. Yeah, completely. So why don't we start what, you know, with what convertible term insurance is. Just back to term versus whole life real quick real quick. Term insurance is a type of life insurance that lasts for a term or a period of time. So 10 years, 15 years, up to 30 years usually for term insurance, whereas whole life lasts your quote unquote whole life. And, you know, so it's going to pay a death benefit when you die, not if you die. So with term insurance, there's a a type of term insurance that you can buy that's called convertible term insurance. It's a little more expensive because it essentially locks in your ability and your health rating so that you can at any time during the term convert that term insurance into another type of uh, permanent life insurance. And so we would mostly be talking about whole life insurance from the insurance company's perspective. It's not necessarily, you know, just whole life that you can convert it to. It could be IUL, you know, other types of permanent quote unquote permanent life insurance. But that's what we're talking about today is this convertible term insurance that you buy term and then you can in the future during the term convert that into whole life insurance. Right. And that's why we refer to it as future planning, because whether you're going to start your first IBC whole life policy by first taking out a term policy for when you're ready, or maybe you've already established your first second or third IBC policies, and you just want an additional term policy as an option so that when you're ready to begin your next policy, you already have your health insurability locked in. And that aspect of it, locking in your insurability, is really the most important aspect of what we're talking about today. Because one thing that we all know is is not guaranteed is our health death and taxes. And we could probably add, um, eventually our health does deteriorate. Uh, It's really important that we do take that into consideration that our health, good health is not permanent. And this is a way to give yourself an option so that when you're ready to get started with IBC first policy or additional policies, you have it in your back pocket ready to go. So why don't we talk a little bit about some scenarios that might make sense to look at using convertible term insurance and John Montoya just meant, you know, kind of mentioned a couple of those. And, you know, let's say someone is interested in infinite banking, interested in whole life insurance, but their net discretionary income isn't quite to a level where they have the cash flow to pay the, the higher premium of whole life insurance, but they want to start 
somewhere. Convertible term insurance is a great option. So, you know, I've, I've certainly talked to clients in the past where implementing infinite banking, especially during 2020, it happened a couple of times where, you know, guys would say, hey, you know what? Uh, my wife just got laid off. We're going to have to kind of rein in our, our budget. A great option is, well, why don't, instead of paying $500 a month, why don't we pay $50 a month and lock in your insurability with a convertible term insurance policy? So we lock in your health rating and we lock in the underwriting amount for the life insurance. And instead of $500 a month, we pay 50 bucks a month. And now we, now you're at least insured. We can, we can move forward with implementing infinite banking at a later time when things settle down. All we have to do, we don't have to go back through underwriting. We just convert that term, some or all of it into a whole life policy. And then we start the infinite banking process from there. Some applicable case studies on my end uh, have come in the form where working with students graduating from medical school, dental school, even chiropractic school, where they know that once they graduate, they're going to be out in the workforce and their income is going to be at such a level they can really get kickstarted with IBC, but they want to at least lock down their health before they've graduated. That's actually been a pretty common couple of cases that I've submitted this year already. Uh, but there's also the, the aspect that you mentioned, the human life value, where maybe we establish a, an IBC policy. It doesn't quite cover the family for, let's say, loss of income, uh, simply because with an IBC-designed whole life policy, we're not solving for the max death benefit in that one policy. So one of the things that we look to do is make sure that the family is protected. And we do that by backing that whole life policy with a convertible term. And it serves really two purposes. It provides the family with additional protection and it also gives that family the option to start their next IBC policy when they're ready, when their cash flow increases further in the future. So there's two examples I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, some people might call that supplemental term insurance, where we've got our whole life policy. That's kind of our primary life insurance policy. But again, maybe don't have the, the cash flow to cover your full human life value. So we buy that convertible term insurance to cover the full human life value. And then the second thing, is at some point we assume our income will increase over time. And so you mentioned your second or third or fourth infinite banking policy where we can take that supplemental term insurance and now convert that into, into whole life insurance. And I know you mentioned to me that you kind of have a convertible term insurance policy on standby to convert whenever it's time for you to add an, another whole life policy to uh, what you're doing, right? I like to think that I have future windfalls coming my way, or maybe income just continues to increase over time. And guess what? That money that I earn, it needs to reside someplace. And what, right. I'm, what am I going to have to do um, when income increases and I need to you know, park that money into another policy? I've got to qualify for it and no guarantee that I'll be able to do so in the future. So yeah, absolutely. I keep a 10-year term, convertible term for $2 million as my backup plan. And I've done this previously where I have this 10 year term with a $2 million death benefit and I've converted it. And what I do when I'm in the process of converting it, 
I take out another $2 million term policy. I just keep doing this so I always have that additional term policy in my back pocket so it's ready to go. Windfalls, they definitely can happen. We've discussed planning for IBC in your 40s and your 50s. And you know, one of the things that we mentioned is that, you know, inheritances. That mm-hmm. seems to be a common theme that I'm hearing more and more. I, I know with my clientele, they seem to be a little bit of an older crowd now and parents are passing away and they are coming into inheritance and they're asking me, is this the right time to get another policy started? And the answer is yes. The question is, did they take my advice initially and take out that additional convertible term policy? In some cases, yes. In other cases, no. And the, the sad part of that is that in the cases, no, you can imagine what I'm going to say next. They no longer qualify. That's right. I'll give a scenario from my practice where had a guy wanted to start his first IBC policy, started a, a nice sized policy, nothing too crazy, but he was also working for a startup company at the time and knew that he was going to be, well, didn't know a hundred percent, but it was on track to you know start to see a windfall from going public. And that did end up happening. And so when we originally designed the strategy, we designed it for future policies in mind where we bought a whole life policy and then a, a big you know, $3 million term policy that's convertible. And so now that he's experienced this windfall, we now have the place to put the money because like you said, it's got to reside somewhere. And so now we're going to be able to convert that term policy over into his second whole life policy. Nice. The process on this, you know, we, we've mentioned human life value a couple times, but it brings up the question, how much life insurance should you have? Nine times out of 10, when I ask somebody this question, they have no idea how much they should have because we're, we're just not taught how to actually calculate that. Either way, if we buy whole life or we need to buy whole life plus a supplemental term insurance policy, how do we calculate how much we should have? And there's there are a couple ways to do that. And one is the easiest way to do it and this usually ends up resulting in more life insurance, we just calculate what's called our human life value or human economic value. And there's plenty of precedent for this calculation out there. But all you do is you take your income and multiply that times the number of years you have left working. You know, the insurance companies are going to assume 65, 70 years old. They have bands where it breaks down, but you could just do a back of the napkin calculation, your annual income times the number of years you have working. So if you earn a hundred thousand dollars a year and you have 30 years left to work, that's $3 million, right? So easy. Um, that's an easy way to calculate it. And then John, you had an interesting way of doing it where you reverse engineer the death benefit needed for conversion. Yeah. Sometimes I do it this way where maybe the person that I'm working with isn't quite ready to get started with their first IBC policy, but they have an expectation of where their income is going to be. Let's imagine you can fund a plan for let's say 20,000 a year. Well, if we take that 20,000 of premium and we run it all the way out to age 70, there's going to be a certain amount, a, a very specific amount of death benefit, minimally, that's needed in that policy so that it can operate in an IBC manner, the way that we teach it for banking purposes. So what I'll do is I'll figure out what that death benefit is needed in that policy that the person desires, you know, six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, 
And I take that death benefit amount and I say, okay, this is how much death benefit we need. So what does that translate into for a 10 year term policy? Because if the plan is they're going to convert it within 10 years, in most cases, in my experience, these policies, typically all the death benefit gets, gets converted within five years, if not way sooner. So a 10 year term is, is typically my recommendation. We know exactly how much death benefit is needed to get that policy started once they come into that income. That's great. So lots of ways to take a look at this and and lots of strategies to look at. Here's something uh, regarding convertible term insurance, which might make it the biggest bang for your financial buck available out there, depending on, you know, what happens in our life. And that's the disability waiver of premium on a convertible term insurance policy. It's unbelievable how much this could benefit a family if someone became too sick or too hurt to work, where let's say you have a you buy a three million dollar term policy just because i was using that number earlier and it's a convertible term policy with a disability waiver of premium well if you become disabled what that means is if you have the waiver of premium on it that means the insurance company will pay the premium on your behalf but if it's convertible and you know this there are lots of different products out there so just talk uh, talk to your agent to make sure you understand how this works but some of them if you can if you become disabled you can convert the term insurance into whole life and then the sh- the insurance company will pay the premium on the whole life policy the converted whole life policy if that policy is 100 bucks a month well, all of a sudden that becomes $1,000 a month that the insurance company will pay on your behalf. And that actually creates a cash value because it's now whole life insurance. So it becomes an extremely powerful disability supplement that could really make a, a big impact if something does end up happening. When you have these benefits in place because you've done the proper planning, the impact is huge. And I'm sure people listening can probably relate uh, to someone within their own family who could have benefited from having this type of coverage and, and benefit in place. And what you speak to with that disability waiver of income on the term policy being applied and then carried over to the whole life, that's just huge. I, I can't even uh, put into words how impactful that would be for a family. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. And it makes me think of something else I want to share. There's a lot of W-2 employees out there, it's a common benefit to have term insurance offered through work. And a lot of people feel pretty good about having that term because, you know, it's it's real cheap. I mean, I think the first 50000 typically from an employer comes at no cost. And then from there, you can buy more through your employer, but you don't individually own that policy. And that's something that is super important to understand because if you believe you own that policy, what happens when you transition to your next job? It likely doesn't come with you and it certainly isn't gonna have the additional benefits with the disability waiver of of income and it's not gonna translate over to a whole life policy. And furthermore, it's likely not even convertible. If it is, chances are, it's not even convertible to a whole life policy. For the purposes of the show, talking about term conversion, you absolutely want to make sure that you privately control that term policy and that it is convertible to a whole life policy. Converting to anything else simply isn't an option when we're talking about IBC. 
Yeah, and you know, I'll add just one more thing to that. I mean, in addition to the disability waiver, we also have things like accelerated death benefit riders that are part of whole life insurance. And some of those can be rolled into within, sometimes it's within a period of time uh, from a convertible term insurance policy. And that starts to become even more impactful if, you know, one of the spouses has to take time off or, you know, to handle a disability or a chronic or terminal illness, you know, some of those things that do happen. I know people personally that that's absolutely been something that's been hugely beneficial for them. Let's talk about the process for converting a term policy over to an IBC whole life policy, because we do get questions on how that works. So I think it's important that we cover that. Really, you just call your agent or call the insurance company if you if you no longer are working with an agent and just tell them you want to convert the policy. Some convertible term insurance policies come with a benefit that will credit you the, say, the last year's term insurance premium. What they'll do is, remember, your health rating is locked in. So even if it came with a terminal illness, you could still convert the policy into, into whole life insurance because it's a guaranteed conversion option during the term let them know you want to convert it and you can convert all or some of the term insurance into whole life insurance. Well, I think that uh, that pretty much sums up term conversion. Anything else you want to add, John? Seems like we took a a little bit of a break. So I'm glad that uh, we're, we're back at it and look forward to getting this episode out and chatting with you. Yeah, it's been good to to record again. And if you have any questions, you can head over to thefifthedition.com. This podcast will be over there. You'll see the show notes. And you can, if you'd like, schedule a no-obligation 30-minute phone call with one of us, and we can answer any questions you might have that might pertain to your situation. Take care, everybody. Bye, everyone.